You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming up this hour, BetQL Daily will continue to break down. There's four more games we haven't gotten to in the National Football League. We always close. With lightning bets, our favorite football plays of the weekend. Uh, but we've got a lot of bowl games that we want to touch on. And, uh, and Will, over the last couple of days, we've been talking about the bowl games that are happening today. Uh, if, if you want to hear our breakdowns on that, check out the BetQL Daily Podcast. Will Brinson sitting in, by the way. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Uh, Will, before we get to your NC State game tomorrow against Maryland, that's a big hey. one. Uh, handicapping has been challenging, but we're still betting on it. The games last night were a lot of fun. Uh, we've got three today. We got the pinstripe with Minnesota, Syracuse, Cheez It Bowl, Florida State, Oklahoma, Alamo Bowl, Texas, Washington. Any of those three that you really like today? Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, fade Cuse in the spot. Um, you know, this is like sort of an ACC knowledge thing. Not that anybody, I mean, I guess you could be aware of it. It's a national thing because Cuse is not, I mean, but like, like, for instance, and I'm not like, did you know that Syracuse's offensive coordinator bounced from Cuse? Mm-hmm. Most people, I mean, people would know that, but I only, I mean, I'm only like keenly aware because he came to NC State, right? Like, that's like, that's why I'm, I'm all over it. I'm aware because um, I was uh, looking up for this game. I'm like, oh, they lost their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator and their stud running yep. back. So, yep. <laughs> I think, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, Robert and I, who's their, uh, was their former OC now at NC State. Um, was it UVA? I think, I mean, I think, you know, you look at uh, Schrader, their, Garrett Schrader, their quarterback, um, and or Schaefer, Garrett Schaefer, their quarterback, and, like, he he blossomed under an eye. And if you look at UVA, where an eye was before, Brendan Armstrong, runner-up player of the year in the ACC two years ago, and last year completely tanks. And I sort of wonder, I'm not, like, hype, trying to hype this guy up in my own head. Maybe I am. But um, I do think that that, like, you're talking about shifting play callers for a bowl game against a quality yep. opponent in Minnesota as a 10-and-a-half-point dog, I think Cuse could get absolutely stomped here. And Minnesota, you know, loves to row the boat, pound the ball. I think Cuse could be in for a long day of, uh, of, of Minnesota Golden Gophers running the football down their throat. So I'll take, uh, I'll take Minnesota in the spot. I think, was it, I think it was 10 last night. It looks like 10-and-a-half on Bet MGM now. They, um, they moved it to 10-and-a-half because Flex said yesterday Tanner Morgan's playing. Hmm. So he was kind of up in the air about that one. He wasn't saying anything, but now now he's saying that he's in. I think this is a two-touchdown win easy by, the, by Minnesota. All right. Uh, I like the cheese bowl And at first glance, it looks like a heavy number, but I think it's for good reason. Florida State, Oklahoma, still at nine and a half, I think. Yeah, we're still, we're still sitting 10, there saw, at nine and a half. I see 10 I see on 10 already. Yeah. Oh, boy. Let me see if you can still shop around. It is a lot. But um, the Knowles don't have many opt-outs here. Uh, Jordan Davis, quarterback, announced that he's coming back. So, And, and it feels like motivation something, you know, part of the handicap this time of year, the motivation factor, right? Uh, we were talking about that with yesterday with, with Kansas. Uh, this line has bumped up from eight to nine and a half. Oklahoma's missing a lot. Like their star running back, another, another situation – uh, they're losing Eric Gray. 
And then they're uh, both tackles, left tackle, right tackle, both opted out of this one. I, I know one of them is going to be like viewed as like a top five offensive lineman already, according to uh, some of the draft Knicks. I like Florida State. I think it's going to be a big deal uh, that they end up getting that 10th win this year. So uh, I'm going to lay, lay it. Yeah. It's, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm late. I would lay with Florida State too. Um, and I think, okay. I don't know what a, actually, let me look and see if I can do this really quick math. A Minnesota Florida State money line parlay. Yeah, minus one eight three. <laughs> so you need, you need. Oh man, what about a Minnesota, Florida State, Dallas Cowboys money line parlay? It's minus one thirty, Joe. I don't hate that. Like I know that's a you're sort of laying a lot of juice there, but like I feel comfortable with all three of those teams rolling. You know, you you you'd rather have something like plus money or or minus one fifteen or one ten something like that. But minus one thirty, yeah, to get to get three double digit favorites home, Florida State. If you look at like again, ACC. You know, I'm I'm acutely in tune with, or I'm extremely in tune with the, uh, the 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 late Atlantic Division. No more. But you look at Florida State. They won their final five games of the year. Their lowest scoring output in those final five games was 38 points. They scored 40 plus in the rest of them. The only team to score more than 17 points over that stretch against the Florida State defense was Florida. Now, granted, they played. Georgia Tech, Miami, Syracuse, Louisiana, and, and Florida, like not murderers row. But you look at the, the three losses they had before that, because they opened up with a win against LSU, close one, barely squeaked by Louisville, mm-hmm. stomped Boston College. They lose by 10 against Wake Forest, tough game. They lose to us, it, they lose to NC State in Raleigh, 19, 19 to 17. They could have easily won that game. We were like, I mean, we were just a weird team this year. And then they only lost by six to Clemson at home. Like this is a team. Mike Norvell's just turned this team around, and they are like they are yep. an absolute ACC contender next year. You talk about the people that didn't opt out. People were, remember this is a Florida State program that after Jimbo Fisher left has been in complete upheaval. You know uh, they had Willie Taggart. What did Willie Taggart down there? The Taggart. Oh <laughs> yeah, they did. They had Willie like, Taggart. Yeah. Yeah, it was like fired within like six months of being hired. Everyone sort of thought that Florida State was going to become an afterthought. And Mike Norvell has turned this team around. Like he was kind of a running joke for a little bit. Nobody thought he was going to be able to do it. Comes from Memphis. He's got this team rolling. And as you point out, that 10th win is enormous for them. That is a – that is you get 10 wins and you, you can go and say to your boosters, to, you say to your AD, like to your boosters, like I need more money. I can win here. Give me, get me NIL money. We're going to bring in stars. Miami's sort of like Miami doesn't look like a, a, a problem in the state of Florida. Florida's up and down right now. I mean, I'm not sure anybody's totally sold on Billy Napier. Florida State has a chance to sort of take over the state again, like they did back when they had Bobby Bowden and, and Jimbo Fisher there. And I think that, that, that this is a huge win for them against a premier program um, and former uh, what uh, ACC defensive coordinator. Uh, from, uh, from uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Dabo's boy. How am I drawing a blank on? Oh, Venables, Brent Venables, who, by the way, like, oh, Brent, Oklahoma's yeah. defense has been trashed this year. Yep, yep, certainly have been. Uh, before we get to the semifinals on Saturday, some of those fun bowl games that we have, uh, let's talk about your team among the Friday bowl games. And, uh, uh the team that I played closest attention to plays on Friday, too, in the Gator Bowl, Notre Dame. Uh, they're missing a lot of people. But what about NC State? Now I see a slight favorite. It's minus one against Maryland. Uh, we down to QB four for you guys. Four? Uh, you actually, we're, we're back up. We're back up to QB three. Uh, okay. I'm told pretty. I'm, I'm the people. I, people I talk to, and I think the line probably reflects it at this point. Sort of becoming more 
public knowledge, but uh, MJ Morris should still be playing. And actually, I guess he's QB2. QB, well, so, I mean, not to – I don't care. I'm not ripping Dave Doran here. But he, he, when, Devin, when Devin Leary got hurt, yeah. Jack Chambers took over for us. MJ Morris should have been the second guy up, and they, they just sort of screwed the pooch on that one. Morris is a athletic specimen, young guy, freshman, great, great at running the ball, doesn't have a ton of passing experience, but is a very good passer. And, like, this kid, if he plays, we are a substantially better team than if he doesn't play. Uh, like, 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 markedly, like, more than two points. He's worth more than two points of the spread. Uh, in my opinion, but that's why it shifted because the he's it's starting to, and Dave Dorn won't confirm it. I don't think until kickoff, but I would expect yeah. MJ Morris to play. I think we close at like minus two and a half if we start finding out that he is going to be the guy. Okay, so so you're good with that. Maryland's uh, missing all their top receivers too. They all opted out, so it's going to be tough for them to score. See why the totals uh, forty six and a half. Um, I, I mentioned Notre Dame; they're missing a lot. Uh, they're most impactful players they're missing. Like they're they're exci- more excited about the future uh, that they're going to have an actual quarterback instead of the likes of Drew Pine, who is uh, is now transferred out. And all Notre Dame fans are fine with that. Michael Mayer's not playing. He's going to probably be a first round draft pick. He's a tight end. Everything runs through him. Offensively, uh, Foskey, who had twelve sacks on defense, he's not playing. So a lot of opt outs. That's why this number's come down from five and a half down to two and a half. Uh, I don't want to back the Irish, but I'll point out you, you mentioned. Offensive coordinators, we're seeing that a lot this this uh, this year in the in bowl season. South Carolina lost theirs. He left for Nebraska too. So oh, that's right. You do some con- continuity with the coaching staff a little bit with uh, with Notre Dame at least. But the, the problem is, they're, they're yeah, well, I should player. point out too. By the way, if we're, if we're talking offensive coordinators, um, yeah. Tim Beck, our uh, NC State's offensive coordinator, left and took the head coaching job yep. at Coastal Carolina. I have no right. effing idea why Coastal Carolina did that or who orchestrated that. Yeah. But that, is a, that's like, that might be like a three- to four-point upgrade against a spread, losing him from our offensive – like him not being our offensive really? play caller. Oh, my God, disastrous. Captain Screen. Oh, man. I was, I was like out on NC State next year if they didn't get rid of Tim Back, and then he somehow got hired for a head coaching job by like one of his old cronies. Um, yeah, and, and I should point out too, Drake Thomas should have been Defensive Player of the Year in the ACC, should have been first-team All-ACC linebacker, has opted – he's declared for the NFL, but he's, he's going to play in the bowl game anyway. So, like, th- there's a lot of that for NC State this, this, this week in that dudes who are leaving the program are still going to be in, involved in the bowl game. Uh, I saw Dorn said it's going to be a collaborative effort, which always I'm worried Verifies about. But, yeah, yeah, yeah but, but if you're saying he's that bad, I'm going to trust you because uh, you watch more NC State oh, he's, football he's, than anybody else you know. He is the worst. Okay. Uh, let's go to semifinals on Saturday. Uh, Fiesta Bowl. Michigan's favored by seven and a half. Uh, we all know about the Blake Corum injury, and it looks like TCU is going to be at full strength. That numbers come down uh, when they were first posted. That one was double digits, and and TCU was getting a little bit of support there. Fifty eight and a half. Michigan TCU. Uh, what do you like, Will? Man, that total. That's a pretty robust total for a Michigan playoff game, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I know TCU can score. I'm a little. I mean, am I, am I like a, is this like a donkey statement to suggest that I'm a little worried about just, I mean, you, you, you're closer to the big, you know, the big 10 than I am, but like, I feel like, I, I think TCU is a really good team. Credit, all credit to Sonny Dykes. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Duggan's a, 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 like a, you know, an inspirational, like dudes out there, like with two, you know, he'd, be, he'd go out there with two broken legs and try to run for a touchdown. 
But like, I feel like Michigan is just going to out physical these guys on on yep. on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I mean, right? I, I mean, yes. Like, I mean, like like Jim Harbaugh versus, and I know that they don't like they're not completely representative of their individual teams. But like, if you put Jim Harbaugh and Sonny Dykes in a in a steel cage, I'm like, I'm not I'm not fighting Jim Harbaugh is a maniac. He's an absolute lunatic, and his teams are physical. They're well coached, and I, you know, Joe. I think too. I think he wants to come back to the NFL. I don't think you do. He, oh, I don't oh, think I do. he's ever leaving there. Okay. Oh, I think, I think that he, I think he knows that if he won a title for Michigan, he could have his pick of any job in the NFL, and that Michigan yeah. fans would not be mad at him because he brought them a title. I think, I think, I think Michigan rolls in this one. I kind of feel like we're already there because he's beaten Ohio State in back-to-back years, and then what he did this year. In Columbus, just yeah. manhandling them. It's like that Blowing all year out. is like, Michigan's good, but they haven't played anybody. And, and that was completely fair. Uh, uh, until that Ohio State game, the only win over a ranked opponent was Penn State, and that was it. It's a bunch of bottom so Am I, over- am I overrating Ohio. Michigan in their physicality then? No, I don't think you are. No, okay. because of what we saw in that Ohio State game. Destroyed them. Um, yeah. You're right. And TCU is better than public perception, probably. Like, it's not fair to just lump them in as some, you know, like, like high-flying, you know, high-flying Texas Big 12 offense, right? I mean, like, that's not, that's not like just – that's not like what they are. Like, they are, they're good defense. They have – oh, they're really well coached. They've got explosive playmakers. It just feels like – I mean, and again, maybe it's square. It just feels like Michigan is just going to be tougher and stronger. And, and a lot of times in these spots – like, Michigan's been here. They were here last year. They didn't, you know, it didn't work out great for them. But t- this is t- this is like, I mean, Sonny Dykes is coaching. Like, who would have picked? Who picked TCU to go to the playoff this year? Right? Like, this right. is a this is they are swimming in waters deeper than I think they expected to 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 be involved in when they jumped into the pool. Well, you said maybe it's square, and that that was my first thought when these lines were popped and we got the matchups. It's like, man, I like both favorites. I like Georgia yeah. too. Georgia, six and a half against Ohio State. Their best players on offense, uh, dealing with injuries, not going to be participating. Um, so, and, and we've seen the worst of the Buckeyes. I know they probably don't do that again against Michigan, but uh, Georgia, six and a half, it's less than a touchdown. I'll be, I'll be laying it with both favorites in the semifinals. How about you? Yeah, I mean, dude, Georgia's like, <laughs> Georgia, Georgia <laughs> is like New Bama. Like, what was their closest game? The, like Kentucky, sixteen to six. I mean, they absolutely destroyed. Yeah. They beat Oregon forty nine to three. They beat LSU in the championship fifty to thirty, and LSU was kind of hanging with them. I, you know, this is they didn't have to play Bama this year, but you know, they that Tennessee game with twenty seven thirteen was the final. That game wasn't that close. And Tennessee like, was number one at that time. Yeah, Tennessee was number one in the country. And was Georgia favorite? Was Tennessee favorite? I can't remember. Ooh. Well, that was in Georgia, so I would think the Bulldogs are favorite. I think, I think the dogs were like, look. Oh, no, you know what? They were kind of big favorites, and they covered easily. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think Georgia, Georgia, Georgia's favorite. a fave rolls. Like, they are, they, are, they are New Bama, and they don't lose to people. Kirby Smart's an elite coach, and they are elite on both sides of the ball. That's Will Brinson. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily. We continue to break down the Week 17 NFL card Next, we are presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.